One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, uh, bringing you some of the best bits of this afternoon's Euro game day warm-up. We were live from Birmingham at the Malt House pub down on the Beautiful canal. Location. Lovely day. Sun was shining. And we had some great guests. Matt Elliott, former Scotland yeah, and Leicester defender. In good form. Took us back to uh, his time in the Scotland camp during a World Cup. Gave us a few war stories. Uh, comedian uh, and West Brom fan, Karen Bailey, we met for the first time. Yeah, she was lovely. She'll, not the last time she'll be on Talk Sports. She was great value. You'll hear from her. Uh, Lee Hendry was with us. And uh, amongst other things, we talked about Villa's broad fan base. We did. Uh, shall we say. <laughs> Young Lee Hendry, but now with a touch of grey. Oh, yeah, but I think that's, that's a style thing. I oh, think that's I think that's, that's a grey tint. A grey rinse. A grey rinse. <laughs> I doubt it. And uh, we oh, yeah, had a, com- that, the grey we had a conversation <laughs> about uh, various matters and uh, told you what happened on the holiday, as yeah. Andy likes to call it, so far. So we hope you enjoy all of this. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good night. I've got a piece of paper in front of me saying, it's the morning. That's fantastic. Uh, Good morning, everyone. I feel up at school now. Good morning, Mr. Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. Anyway, yeah, good morning, everyone. Good morning, everyone. And uh, yes, we uh, caught the train from Glasgow yesterday, uh, which meant that we had to watch the game on the train. A very frustrating experience. There was a lot of buffering. A lot of buffering. Going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were on different time zones. Well, the thing is, I was was watching on a piece of Apple equipment, albeit an iPad, uh, Alex, who's with us, uh, he was uh, watching on his laptop, yet we weren't in sync. I know. So he was slightly ahead of us, and he was doing his best, but it's very hard to watch a game of football. I know, so he kept getting excited. He kept going, oh, so we knew something was coming up about no, 10, 15 seconds Mine was the worst, though. Later. My talk sport app went off a minute before Patrick Schick's goal. All we heard was Alex Cripps going, oh, my word, what a goal. It's all the suspense yeah. out of it. We were just sitting there waiting for it, three minutes for it to it come was, up. But I thought, what a great way to do goal flashes. If the technology was there, rather than just kind of giving you a bit of text, if suddenly mm. when a goal was scored, uh, you know, yeah. you, you could bring up that bit of commentary. Well, it would be a bit embarrassing in a meeting if you were trying to keep in touch with the game. We, we, but, try, we try to set up a hotspot between my phone and your iPad, but it's really hard to sync Apple to Android. Well, but a great song. 
song by David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were singing Apple <laughs> Android for a while. And uh, the most annoying thing was about watching the game on your iPad was the picture quality was worse than your security camera at home. Yes, <laughs> that's crystal right. Crystal clear. Well, check, yeah, they were HD quality, <laughs> but unfortunately that wasn't quite as good. I did raise the point that do you think that Wi-Fi on trains in Japan is buffers like that? But yeah, I, it might I do. I doubt I it. I doubt uh, it yeah. really. Yeah. And uh, it, it's amazing how people. Social media is a fantastic thing, isn't it? The way people. Somebody described. Somebody described Schick's goal as a chip. Oh, no, I'll tell you what. There really, was, was, was a brilliant one. <laughs> Gary Taphouse, uh, the uh, commentator, um, uh, obviously came across this, uh, this kind of feed. Somebody was mm. doing a kind of commentary text yeah, yeah. on the whole thing. And this was clearly a Scotland fan on 52 minutes said, David Marshall was stranded way out of his goal after the team loses possession. And Patrick Schick has the simplest of tasks. <laughs> <laughs> to shoot the ball into an empty net. That's from the worst distance. description it's of a goal ever. To, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's That's the simplest of tasks. Yeah, it was. It's so simple, bitter. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing, though. Four hours on a train. You do, you do, it gives you a chance to discover the interesting things you'd never know. There, do you, there are actually people out there called Instagram. It's a bloke. <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. And you can get a cab from a bloke called Hugh Burr. Hugh Burr. There's a bloke. Yeah. There is <laughs> a guy ridiculous. called. There is a guy called Hugh Burr. So when he asks, when he must, you know, they ask for a name on Uber <laughs> and he says Hugh Burr. They must think, he's taking, taking the, the mickey, mickey, mate. Taking the mickey or what? Just a reminder, it's a Big Alan's 62nd birthday. Big, uh, happy birthday, big man. Have a good day. Um, and we're looking for some of your favourite Alan clips. So we are having a How's Bob's Health amnesty. But if there's one of Alan's that you've always liked, at TSH&J uh, uh, this afternoon, TSH-A-N-D-J, and we'll do our best to uh, indulge you. Uh, Alan's, uh, sorry, Andy's got one of his uh, favourite Alan's. We'll maybe go into the yeah. first break of the day oh, with that good. if we That's can. And uh, Max Rushton does as well. We'll feature that for you uh, amongst others. This pub we're in today, uh, the Maltings, is quite famous. There's a picture of um, Bill um, Malt House. I do apologise. What did you call it? I call it the Maltings, which I think is a sort of <laughs> road near me. Um, anyway, the Malt House. <laughs> They've got it's a picture of Bill Clinton yes, because is, yeah. he once came here and had a pint and played the saxophone. Yeah, you know. that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Before he opened his card shop. That's Remember, right. And well uh, yeah, there are pictures of him here, and there's another story attached to it, which I, I can't really tell you at this time of the yes, day on air. We'll so it was at the height of the Monica Lewinsky <laughs> situation, as Glenn probably called it. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, well more later when we talk about it, we met your son. Last night. He's a lovely boy, my and, oldest uh, lad. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he did he did a bit of a Dave tell. He wasn't quite as informative, but he, he did tried tell to us give us some facts about Birmingham as he lives here. Canals in Birmingham than Venice. More yet, more canals in Venice. Quite good. Um, Also on the train yesterday, we came to a station called Warrington Banky. (laughs) Banky. Which we decided would be should be rechristened Warrington Banky Moon. Yeah. And then John said he wanted to get Rupert Moon to stand on the platform. What are the chances of that? We thought. That's. To a, I mean, <laughs> don't feel you have to mention everything that happened. Yes. I, I do. Mean, I like feel to free everything. to have a filter. Well, Andy right. is now if crossing you want a filter, these off. Yeah. Here's a one I should filter out. We discovered that Brian when Brian Jacks came in, he invited John to stay with him in his private villa. No. Now what he did, he in basically Thailand. said, you know, most guests leave the studio and they'll say to the producer. Um, um, thank, thanks, for, thanks for having me on. If you ever need me on again, here's my card. But Brian said to John, you know, why don't you come over to Thailand? You can come and stay at my place in Thailand. What a great... He never, didn't offer us that, did he? Didn't no. he? Well, actually, he might have done. I think it might... Should we all go together? <laughs> Brian's just, The only trouble is... The idea of you, know, you, have to start the, you have to start the day with 100 dips. <laughs> And 50 squat thrusts. <laughs> and it's pretty humid there as well. <laughs> quite, so anyway, look him up, kids. Brian Jackson's program called Superstars oh, yeah, Before Brian You Jacks. Were Born. Yeah. So, 
Anything else? Oh, anyway, <laughs> okay. do you want to hear the Alan clip? Oh, I um, love, love just, one, yeah. just give us one more, one more item from <laughs> not a holiday. Well, John said I forgot to mention that yesterday morning that I headbutted the alarm on the plane. He yeah, that was very funny. <laughs> and he stood up on the plane, basically <laughs> headbutt the call alarm. <laughs> we, won- we wondered why the steward had turned up. It does take. He's not a big man. I don't know how he managed <laughs> no, it. He does take. I rose doing. like a salmon. Ah, now the other thing, just very quickly around here by the Mort House is there are geese with... Uh, oh, I was going to talk about the geese. Yeah, later, yeah. with uh, babies. And uh, I've mentioned the other week on the show when I was with Max, my son runs along uh, this towpath and he got turned round to put three kilometres on his... Because he couldn't run across where he wanted to. No. Because the geese were like spitting at him and honking because the young they're, were there. dangerous. So we were eating up there. We had a little, uh, little burger and a beer up uh, opposite where the geese are. Yeah. But people were going up, weren't they? That bloke. So getting, get, there was one guy very bold going. <laughs> so we... Th- we don't know if we can see. So when geese attack, yeah. we're going to keep an eye out. The we thought it was going to be like Rod Hull and the emu. The yeah. geese are going to go for his throat. We thought some guy was going to get stuck in the canal. <laughs> Him and his missus are standing there trying to give bits of bread no. to these baby geese. And the and geese he goes are going to the... <sighs> what, are, what are baby yeah. geese called? I can't remember now. Gosling's. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And what a player he was. Don't say we're going to get Dan Gosling on. So, anyway, <laughs> let's have your favourite. We, uh, we are going to get on. Lee Hendry on. Matt Elliott's going to join us first. Talk a bit of Scotland and more. Uh, comedian Karen Bailey, Baggies fan, will be joining us too. Ian Bell's here later. And as we said, we'll dot round some of your favourite Big Allen clips to celebrate his 62nd birthday. This is uh, one of Andy's uh, favourite. This was Alan uh, marking a famous day. Let's just remind you. Now, the People's Republic of China was proclaimed with uh, Matsi Chung as its chairman in this day in 1949. Yeah. I tell you what result that is. I love a ruby. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're at the Mort House pub in Birmingham, down on the canal. And as we have to see everything through a Talker United prism, we're joined now by the <laughs> former Talker United Scotland midfielder, <laughs> uh, defender, should I say, Matt Elliott. Matt, good to see you. <laughs> good to see you too, I didn't know Paul. you played for Talkie. Oh, many moons ago. I spent the large majority of my early stage of my career uh, trawling the lower league, shall we say, All down right. in Torquay, Scunthorpe. Yeah. Oxford, it's well, all, not all glitz and glamour. You know? <laughs> You're fond, fondly remembered at yeah, Scunthorpe. Yeah, uh, Tim Woodward. I'm going glasses. I can't see his bits more. But it says, uh, please let Matt Elliott know he's still a Scunthorpe legend. My goodness, we could do with him now, he says. Ah, that's nice to hear. But, yeah, yeah going going back a, a little while. But, uh, yeah, the time at Scunthorpe was very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much else to do other than concentrate on football. So, <laughs> thankfully, my <laughs> career flourished. Is that, that, that overlap with Ian Botham or not? No, no he's, uh, he's a bit he's not, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not that old. A little bit older. No, he's a little bit older. <laughs> he was a childhood hero of mine, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. yeah he played, played for Scunny, didn't he? And yeah, he did. did, did yeah, side, yeah. But uh, some achievement. No, I didn't quite have the talents of uh, Ian yeah. Botham, but I uh, liked a bit of cricket myself, actually, yeah. as I know you do, Andy. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. But uh, no, I wasn't. I was just after that era, shall we say? Yeah, we, we all think of you as Leicester. Though. Yeah, of course we do. We'll come on to Leicester a bit later. They're doing a wonderful job, yeah. and I know you still do a bit of work at the club. But um, we were with Big Colin Hendry yesterday in Glasgow, and the director of this new documentary, Mr. Brown's Boys, that they've made about the '98 yeah. World Cup, World Cup, which is great uh, on Scotland. And you were part of that uh, squad, uh, weren't you? I was, believe it or not. And uh, I did get a little invite to sort of be involved in, in that program, mm. but. Uh, I sort of stepped, stepped aside, kept in the background, much as I did in yeah. 98, to be honest. So what's it? I mean, we saw a couple of the England boys, because they got 26, and the same, you know, would have happened to some of the Scotland players. You know, they have so many on the bench. And Gareth's been saying today, that's the, one of the downsides of having 26, because you can't have everybody available. You have to say to a couple of the lads, yeah. you know, you can't play. Yeah. Uh, and you have to have that difficult conversation, you're not in the squad. So what's it like, I mean, go, going through something like that? And not getting any yeah, game well, time. Well, unfortunately, I did experience that. And uh, but also, unfortunately, I, I didn't get that conversation with Craig Brown. I think he just, <laughs> it, I don't know, he, he named his team, etc. And he, he didn't have to you know, yeah. look after everyone. We sort of realised the situation. Yeah. I, I was I was very thankful just to be on board, in yeah. truth. And in fairness to Craig Brown, what he did do, Scotland had already qualified Um for the World Cup in France mm. by the time that I was introduced okay. to the international right. scene, shall we say. Shall we say. And um, he, said, he said quite blatantly, um, I'm, I'm going to stick with the lads that got us through. And yeah, I said, yeah. Listen, That's no fair problem. enough. Yeah, what no a problem. great experience. So a go to the World amazing. Cup. Yeah, amazing. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Brazil, uh, almost. The first <laughs> game. Of all the games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, um, as most nations do, you go for a, a pre-tournament um, tour yeah and we went over to america we played columbia in new york we played the usa in washington again i didn't get on yeah. the field of play ended up playing against new york metro's reserves in a training game but i was representing scotland sure and you know it was a wonderful experience for me and i remember waking up i, was, I used to room with neil sullivan yeah um who similar sort of background to me yeah, yeah. heritage wise etc but we, we were pinching ourselves we sort of looked at each other and a little wink and said, how did we end up here? Do you you fancy going to play Brazil in the opening game of the World Cup in a minute? Yeah, come on then, let's do it. And we went out there. We didn't didn't get off. So you had the kilts on of all the boys. The old old squad went out in the full Scottish regalia. Is that the only time you've worn a kilt? I bet it is. Yeah, (laughs) it was definitely the first. (laughs) It'll probably be the last. um, Yeah, I, I made the mistake of going... The full Scottish hog, if yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And that was a bad mistake. It was a boiling hot day. Yeah. And 
it wasn't pretty underneath, shall we say. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for bringing that up. But, yeah, again, Craig Brown mentioned, he said, lads, we're going in the full regalia. And myself and Neil sort of looking at each other, thinking, oh, how's yeah. this going to go down? But, yeah, it, it was a good occasion. Um, and my friends and family were out there, even though the prospect of me playing was very small. Uh, I thought he might just throw me on at one stage. Yeah. Because I used to play up front a bit back at the, mm. that stage of my career. And I thought, well, I needed a goal. And uh, I was more wishful thinking than anything. And I actually ran, I, me- I remember running on the pitch at half time. I thought, I'm, I'm unlikely to actually get involved in the game itself. And I went up and, and smashed a ball in the back of the net and celebrated as if I'd scored. <laughs> it was half time, no one was looking. I looked like You I could have tried to nobble Ronaldo in the tunnel. That would have been good. A little reducer. Yeah, yeah. Would in been... hindsight, that might have been <laughs> yeah. more effective. That yeah. would have been good. Did you get a shirt number and a tracksuit and all that stuff? <laughs> um, well, again, sort of on the periphery of things, obviously the, the main boys, you know, Colin Hendry, will swap with Ronaldo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. etc. And uh, we remember that coming in. Obviously, disappointment losing the game, even though the lads put up a decent performance, in truth. John Collins scored with a penalty, and at one stage, level pegging. And, but you, you know, you're sitting there, sort of, again, on the edges of things. And I remember the, the kit man uh, of Scotland went into Brazil and asked for a few shirts. And he came back, he said, I've got some, I've got some. And we're thinking, oh, that's a result, little memento of a big occasion. And he just lobbed us like a training top that they'd used a couple of days before, <laughs> or maybe in the warm-up at best. It didn't even have an official number on it, oh. but that was the best I got. Oh, oh well. well. Let's, let's start to have a look. We'll talk a bit more over the break, but let's we'll start look at yesterday. And as we just said to Ali in Andover with Laura, that, that you know, it, it could have been different. I mean, they just didn't have a lot yeah. of luck, Scotland. You know, even down to the deflection from the, the Jack Hendry shot, that, that kind of, it could have gone anywhere, yeah. but it runs straight to shit. I know he still had a lot to do, but nothing seemed to go Scotland's no. way yesterday. No, exactly. You, know, you could say a lack of quality. You could say ill fortune as well. You know, probably a combination of the two, yeah. maybe. Um, the chances were plentiful, really, weren't they? Yeah. And, you know, there wasn't too much wrong with the performance. I thought they looked a little bit hesitant defensively. In terms of no, Robertson was the one because Rob- the, at that, that chance, point, that chance gone in at that yeah. point would have given the crowd, yeah. it would have given the player something it's to hold on game, to. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. It was a good save, but he could have. Yeah, a good save. Some, you know, some people say smash it low across the keeper. Mm. It, I don't think he can be criticised for a, a, a trying that attempt. No, in that instance, and he was I right mean, in it first time, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he was oh, a threat, yeah. and there was space uh, yeah, at yeah. the near post, but uh, it didn't quite come off. The keeper was excellent all afternoon, yeah. wasn't he? But. Um, yeah, it just wasn't quite to be. A couple of there are areas you can look at for improvement. Obviously, you know, team selection yeah. was debatable in certain areas. Adams primarily. Definitely. I, I think without a doubt he'll be starting against England, won't he, on Friday? Yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Well, we're playing some uh, of your favourite clips here at TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. This is Max Rushton. It's a very, very simple clip, and it's Alan uh, introing into a new story of the day, but it could easily be misconstrued, but we'd like to point out that he doesn't mean what he says here. <laughs> You're listening to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast, Ray Palin and Ford. I've taken loads of cooking. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast 
from TalkSport. We're at the Mort House pub in Birmingham, down on the canal, just opposite the Sea Life Centre. We're getting some slightly cosmic new age music coming out of the speakers by the Sea Life de- yeah. Centre. It feels we're like having a massage. We're quite near our next guest's home. Yes, we are. Mm. That's uh, Somebody walked from her barge <laughs> to, to be with us. We don't get to say, I don't think Matt Elliott did that. No. Uh, comedian Karen Bailey. Good afternoon, Karen. Hello. So you say you live about sort of 500 yards away. I right? literally, I could have actually come on my barge to meet you here. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. And it would have only <laughs> taken me two minutes. <laughs> it's that close. So you do sail up and down it's not a sort of permanent fixture there no? oh no I do take it out it's yeah. permanent um, resi- residential mooring but I do take it out now and again especially weather like this so how long have you lived down there uh, I've lived on a boat for eight years right. but I moved here during the lockdown actually well during the break between the lockdown so uh, I used to live around the corner so what are the positives and negatives of uh, barge living then uh, if you don't like your neighbours, you can move. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's good, yeah, that's Quite literally. Yeah. Um, it's cosy. People describe it as like a little cottage on the water, mm. which is nice. Uh, space is a bit of a pain. Yeah. And if I, just, if I just say the word toilet, and then I'll leave yeah. that to your imagination. <laughs> Does it... You feel the sea? Not the sea. Well, the sea. The sea. Yeah. I think if you wake up, you're on the sea. Yeah. Very canal sick. Um, I did have a little bit of an accident the other night. I'd had a little bit... A few too many drinks after the England game. Mm-hmm. And I fell in. Did oh you? no! I did. Oh How often goodness. does that happen? Not very often. Yeah. Not very often. I felt a bit of an idiot. Because <laughs> <laughs> everybody sort of rushed to your aid. Well, luckily there's At least a boat. You didn't think it was the sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a boat skipper who actually works on the wharf, and he saw me go in, goodness. and he's life, life, you know, life-saving trained, and he rushed over, and I was just going, pull me out, pull me out. He's going, roll over onto your back and do it properly. I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, so yeah, I felt a bit of an idiot. Embarrassing. We were saying you've toured with Joe Lysett and uh, you've, you've turned him onto football, your club. I have. I've made him into a West Bromwich Albion fan for his sins. Fantastic. Uh, and it, I love it because I think he's not really following. And then we'll play some random team on a Tuesday night and he'll send me a text going, the boys are winning! And I'm like, <laughs> I have to check that he's actually watching the right game. Because <laughs> you took him to a game and he, he, he was a bit... I took him to a game mm. in his fur coat. So you can imagine the Albion fans loving that. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he was quite struck. I think it was Malumbu was playing for us at that point. He was quite um, happy with Malumbu. He said, "Oh, hasn't Malumbu got a shiny head?" Oh, oh yeah, fair <laughs> enough. So he's, he's spotting the stuff that you're not spotting because yes. he's what you're watching the game. And then he did nudge me at one point and whisper, "Which team are we again?" <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> I said, "We're wearing blue and white stripes. You should know that yeah. by now." I've been watching the sewing bee. My wife's insisting oh, yeah. on it, and. Uh, he does wear some amazing clothes. I don't know if he oh, goes to the brilliant. Albion like that. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Well, Probably the fur not. coat. The fur coat did look like it belonged on Sewing Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. We're saying you just started gigging again after a long period. That must be nice. Oh, it's brilliant. It's so good to get out. And the atmosphere has been amazing in gigs. Just, I did one, the first one back, I forgot half my jokes. <laughs> And I just looked at them and I went, oh, come on, guys, it's been a year. <laughs> and they were like, just enough. do it again, do it again. And when I got to the one of, end of one joke and they all clapped, I went, no, that's a bit patronising. <laughs> but I'll take it, I'll take it. So. What was your route into comedy then, Karen? Uh, I always wanted to do it. I did mm. a little bit of acting and then a friend entered me into a competition. And so my first gig quite stupidly, I think, was in front of about 400 people. Wow. I know. And I, I went on and I was like, oh, I went to a, a friend, I took some friends with me and they said they counted me going to the toilet 18 times <laughs> <laughs> previous to me actually going on stage. And then I just thought, it wasn't, I was scared. I just thought, what if I don't like it? Because I always wanted to do it. Mm. And then if you, 
if, you, if you're not very good, you think, oh, well, I can get better. But what if I don't like it? But I remember being up there going, oh, I love this. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. We, we, we were in Glasgow and we spoke to Susie McCabe. And she kind oh, of, I know Susie. Yeah, a kind yeah, of yeah. similar story. Of, I think it was a sort of drunken dare. Sometimes yeah. it just takes something like that to get you on there, to give you the reason to get up yeah. there and do she's it. Yeah, on, she's on a uh, football forum as, with me as well on Facebook. We've got oh. one. It's called um, fa- uh, Comedians Who Want to Talk About Football Away From... Idiots is the plight, right? right. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, there are a lot of idiots on oh. there. So uh. Susie, Susie and I are normally on the same page. So yeah. yeah, you've done a lot of competitions. I was wondering what that was like. Done well in competitions, actually, finalists and stuff like that. Mm. Is it true competitive thing? Is it, or are you just looking after your own thing rather than worrying about what everybody else is doing? Um, I think when you first start out, it's a kind of you kind of do it to sort of I say get noticed. That's not necessarily true. But I kind of did it. I did the, the gong show at the comedy store, which is the one that I kind of wanted to test myself because you can get gonged off. Mm. So you have to be funny quickly. Mm. And uh, the first time I did it, uh, I got through the five minutes. Oh, brilliant. Okay. And they said, and I didn't win because it was a vote off between me and another chap and the audience were voting. So they said, oh, come back. We've never had a woman win it before. So I went back and I was like, okay, okay. Uh, I'll be fine. And then the guy in front of me uh, got gonged off within 10 seconds. Oh, dear. Oh, really? So I was, like, preparing myself. And they went, and you're next. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I was like, yeah. But it's, yeah, I think it teaches you to be funny quickly, I suppose. Yeah. Our own Ian Abrahams did it, of course, one night. He tried this. Yeah, story. I wrote his script. <laughs> it was terrible. Blimey. <laughs> you, Andy, you tried the store. You got gonged off one no, night. No, I got things thrown at me. Oh, okay. <laughs> Blimey. In a I'd double. Ne- I'd never do what you In did. A so I really admire anybody that does stand-up yeah, comedy. It's, it's difficult. a really difficult yeah. thing to do. Oh, I think I'd say that, but once you get used to it, it's so yeah. much fun. Yeah. yeah, you did yeah. one of those drive-in gigs, didn't you? I did. What, what was that experience like? People that in their was cars. Bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> it was bizarre because uh, I was comparing it. So I was the first one on, and I was trying to sort of elicit a response. Mm. How are we going to talk and everything? So I was like, "Well, use your horns if if you're enjoying yourself. Use your horns." And of course, so they started to realise they could use their horns to laugh. Yeah. Mm. But then they realised they could use their horns to heckle. Yeah. So <laughs> you can't really reply to that. Can exactly. You? <laughs> you know, you'll be doing a joke and you say something about yourself, and they just go as if to go, "Yeah, we agree." <laughs> uh, and then it was so funny because during the interval, um, there was somebody running around with uh, jump leads <laughs> in oh, case right. the batteries were flat. <laughs> oh, but they all waved as they were going out. They loved it. They really enjoyed yeah. it. But it was, yeah, it was weird. And we were just saying this, um, the city has, uh, has changed a lot, hasn't it, over the years? There's a, a, a confidence about Birmingham as a city. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Mm. Commonwealth Games next year. I know, it's exciting. Yeah. Birmingham's a brilliant city. Mm. I love it here. I mean, I'm from Birmingham, um, so I'm always going to sort of big it up. But we've always had a bit of a bad reputation. But the people are really friendly. And I think the actual city centre is gorgeous. Yeah. It's lovely when you see tourists that come in, especially around here. And they comment on the boats. I mean, the number of times I have people, like, you know, leaning in your boat trying to take a photo, and I'm like, I'm, I'm doing the washing up. <laughs> Get lost. <laughs> you know, or you know, you feel your boat sway and somebody's on the back of it, like, posing. We're like, what? This is my home. <laughs> yeah. So where, where can we see you then? You, you, you're, you're sort of back out gigging again. Where can we see you oh, next? Oh, gosh, I'm all over the country. Um, trying to think where I am. Uh... Uh, go on my website and you'll find me somewhere. Okay, what's it? give us your website. <laughs> it's KarenBaileyComedian.com. Okay, go and check it out. I mean, catch some of Karen's gigs. Lovely to see you. Well, and thank you very enjoy much. the rest of the tournament. So you enjoyed the England game? Probably I, too much. I did enjoy the England game. Yeah, I'm yeah. a positive England fan. Mm. I'm like, I'm sick. Of the, I'm sick of the negativity. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm really positive. I think we can do well. Good. Good. 
Yeah, and you're now our official West Brom correspondent. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need to talk about relegated teams, I'm the person to come to. I'll shed a few tears. Yeah. Thank you, Karen. Thanks very much. Oh, thank you so much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Lee Hendry is with us, uh, former Villa and England midfielder. And um, well, should we talk, look back on last night's game? We touched on it earlier on, Spain-Sweden. And, you know, look, people haven't been getting overexcitedly about Spain. Spain, but they're a very good side. Um, I mean, what did you make of them last night? And I know you, you share Andy's thoughts on, on Sweden as kind of probably tor- not, not tournament, as as tournament killers. <laughs> Andy wants them kicked out of all tournaments I'm, from now on. Sweden, I'm not far behind him. Sweden, Sweden is <laughs> an ideal tournament. Is that every game finishes nil-nil and they win the penalty after 120 minutes, uh, the final rather, after penalties. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, the only thing terrible. I do like about Sweden is when the camera goes to the fans because the, la- the ladies look beautiful, yeah, don't that's they? True, that's yes, one right. thing I will say. And a lovely kit as well. The, yeah, and the nice. pitch, the colours. It's it looks, a beautiful yeah. Yeah. But that's all, you, that's all you can take away <laughs> from a Swedish performance. <laughs> exactly. They obviously didn't play. But so they did have chances last night. And uh, you know, it was played uh, uh, in Seville, wasn't it? They were getting some clog, mm. the Spain team. They were getting the bird at the end because 85% possession. The pitch was terrible. Yeah, it? it wasn't a great pitch, wasn't it? And... Uh, um, Again, you know, couldn't find a way through, could they? I know. I, I, I kind of, I kind of watched Spain, and I, I just feel that. I mean, I, it just seemed to be one of them boring games for me. I, feel, I know Spain want to dictate possession; they want keep control of the ball. I mean, the, the one thing I will say about Spain is that when they did lose possession, they were quite quick to get it back. Which, mm. but I think coming up against a more superior side, it'd be a different element. I just felt that they're they're certainly vulnerable defensively, as we've seen. Sweden got yeah. a few chances, considering that they didn't really retain possession of the ball at all. Um, had the two best chances, yeah, you they could did. probably say. Yeah. The one well, in the I post mean, in the first half yeah. and the, the one that just missed yeah, in the should. second. I'd say about Morata, he's no Ollie Watkins. <laughs> no, definitely not. I agree with you. <laughs> no, but I just feel like that, that seemed to be the, the, the problem with Spain. Yeah. Is they haven't got no one who's going to stick the ball in the back of the net. You know, on a, on, a, on a different evening, it could have been maybe four or five and we could be having a different conversation. But I just feel that Spain are certainly not one of the teams I'd be looking at so far and saying, you know, I think they're going to go on and, and win the Euros. Certainly not. We're going to see three of the teams today that, well, I think two of the teams today in Portugal and France. I don't think anybody thinks Germany are likely currently to go all the way. But um, we're going to see a couple of good sides today. Are you writing them off? The Germans? Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> writing them, them off. Them I wouldn't personally <laughs> never write off the Germans, but I know... I know. Uh, would you, you you expect them to win it? No, it does seem no. unlikely. I expect um, Timo Werner to miss a lot of chances. Yeah. Is what I, <laughs> he's got to come good soon. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, France, France, Germany, what a cracking game that is. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one, to be honest. I think, like you said, you, you look at the two teams and you... On balance, I mean, I, I think France will certainly be there or thereabouts. I was impressed with Belgium, um, but I think France, are, if anything, tip tip to go and they're the take class. Of the yeah, they are yeah, really good. Same. They're very good all yeah. over the pitch defensively. They've got that structure going forward. They're exciting. They score goals. Yeah. So I um, think I think they'll be, they'll be the team. And Italy, I think the way they played the other, it'd be interesting to see if they could do that against teams mm. of the quality in France and, and Belgium. Because I mean, Turkey are not a bad side, but they made them look really ordinary, didn't they? They did. I, f- I felt that was going to be one of the games where you, possibly Turkey might go and get something yeah. because of the way they play. They, you know, they're very aggressive at times. And, and and to be fair to the Italian, they were absolutely magnificent. They set the stall out well and. 
I think you, you know, looking over the balance of the start of, the, of what we've seen, you know, it's been a good tournament. So, I mean, yeah, we had Ukraine yeah, Holland, which was a great game. We've seen some really good goals so far, including the chick one. It's interesting. Mm. The headline writers, mm. all headline writers, had that yeah. job of balancing how far they could get away with yeah. using the word chick in the headline <laughs> yeah. without the editor saying, "No, that, you're pushing it. You've gone too far. <laughs> you've gone too far with that one." So. Some goal. It was some goal, though, wasn't it? Oh. I, I, I mean, when I seen Yarmolenko's goal, um, yeah. I thought that's going to be goal of the. The, the tournament and then yesterday wow I had to rewind it yeah. and rewind it it was the more you've seen it from the, the, the sort of back view of it it was I mean there was everything about it was was excellent yeah I mean we should get a, a kind of player's perspective I mean to be fair to we should have talked I said we get a player's but we didn't ask Matt Elliott about that because <laughs> he played for Scotland he did say that actually when yeah. he left <laughs> yeah. so thank, thank you know, why didn't they not ask me about scoring from the halfway line yeah, yeah. but you know we saw it didn't he has that look first chick doesn't he and, and just I mean even then you can look you like but to execute that it's like a golf shot it, it was it would, I mean it, yeah. it was everything that that, that you put together it, I mean the, the technique you just said the vision and to actually do what he did I mean when I first seen it the second time I seen it it, it was almost like he bent it out <laughs> yeah. and I thought I, 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 well it was for me I don't think that'll get beat uh, this this tournament it was absolutely all round excellent excellent finish yeah it was. We should talk about Villa. We should. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the signing of Vemi Buendia from under the nose of Arsenal, because there was a feeling that he was going. I know a lot of Arsenal fans are really upset oh, that this upset, has happened because yeah. they, they were looking forward to getting him in. I know you've been a fan of his because you saw a lot of him last season, didn't you? Yeah, I did. He was, I mean, I did a lot of the Norwich games and Norwich were, were brilliant. I've got to say, you know, they, they were the, by far the best side in the league. But every time I watched the game I could not give give uh, Buendia man of the match he was he was excellent um, you know just I think what, what I've seen him over the, the past couple of seasons and sometimes I've always questioned his temperament um, you know he's had red cards he's you know, he's jumped up and, and got involved in stuff. Yeah. This season, I've seen a complete difference in him. He's got on with his football. He's created. He scored excellent goals. He was the driving force for Norwich for me. Uh, and he'll be a big miss for them. And what a massive capture for Villa. I feel he will be... The Villa fans will love him. I can assure you of that. Yeah. It was a very good season, was that consolidating season. And now they can push on. There's no question about that. Well, that, that's it. If you, you know, the links that you, you've got. You've got Wendy in, in the door already. We've still got hold of Grealish at this moment in time. Mm. fingers crossed Ward Prowse being linked I think if you put all that into <laughs> the category you start thinking can Villa go and push on yes totally if they're mm. bringing players like that in because I felt that they've, he, he's brought players in really well Martinez in goal was absolutely excellent this season um, I think maybe another defender and all of a sudden I feel Villa can go and push we've got the fans back in the stadium I'm excited for next season. Yeah. I feel if we can keep Grealish, he's, he's, he's on, on the top of my list. <laughs> he, yeah, yeah, that's I'm, a big thing. It as well. is. It's massive. If, if you know, as Andy said before, if Brendier and Walprouse does hint at the fact that you know maybe Grealish could be moving on, and we're also hearing, as Faye was telling us earlier on, he's sort of training on his own. Uh, today's being sort of nursed a little bit. Um, he does take a real battering, doesn't he, as a player? And we say, we just say as England fans, always oh, great. He gets you a lot of free kicks. You forgetting the physical toll. It does toll. tell in the end, yeah. it? It, it does. It does. I mean, I, I, as you can, my uncle's a big Blues fan, and he's, oh, he's, he's always diving. I'm like, <laughs> he's, a, he's an absolute. He's a player. The thing is, people want to kick him. People want to stop what he does. He's an. He's, he's been the driving force in Villa's side. So, you know, everything he does going forward he, he does create a massive spark and he, he I mean the amount of kicks he gets he's just well he I think he's been the most foul player for 
past few seasons yeah. and, and he's missed the majority of this season. So you, you've got to say, them, them creative players, you know, the Messies, the Hazards, you know, mm. these are players that are always going to get targeted for that situation. Yeah. But I love the fact Jack gets up, gets on with it. If that was me, I'd have, I'd have had 12 red cards, to be honest, because <laughs> I couldn't have dealt with that Yeah, that's a very good point, actually, Lee. He rarely reacts, does he? He rarely, I mean, he just... He, he's used to it. Yeah, I suppose, <laughs> but, you know, you would expect that. Yeah, in yeah. The, you know, in the heat of battle, if you get kicked, you know, you are, must be tempted to get in someone's face. But yeah. that's something they can't do to him. It's, to- it's totally right. And uh, I, I always, I mean, I'm a, always been a big Messi fan. Uh, and he, ju- I'm not saying that they're, they're similar in player life, mm. but they, they, they've got similar attributes. And mm. that, for me, is one of them. You know, Messi gets booted all around the place, gets up and gets on with it and puts free kicks in the top corner. That's the sign of a good player, isn't it, I feel, because that's when you bring the temperament in and that's where people start to judge. I think, I think it has affected him. I think Messi, last time he sprinted was about five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you made a good point. Where I told exactly the yeah. same thing. Look at Hazard now. Look how much football he's missed in yeah. the last two years. Look how much punishment he took. And so, you know, somewhere down the road, you pay for that kind of what punishment. I think the knock-on effect is, like you say, he's going to have to nurse injuries. He's going to have to box clever in the way he is. But, he, you know, he's a key player at Villa at this moment in time. And they want him in the side. But the more he has to keep nursing these injuries and little niggles that he gets, you know, that's that's the worrying thing. When you've got an attacking flair player like that, you know, you've got to wrap him in cotton wool as much as possible. You yeah. mentioned the fans there, and we were saying in the break, Villa have got a sort of mixture of, sort of normal people and posh fans. Yeah, <laughs> they've got the old, they've got the sort of, um, yeah. The Rupert Bell, Prince William. That's yep. right, yeah, that's the David Cameron. <laughs> They've got that Cotswold. I see how yeah, you didn't add me to the posh fans. <laughs> <laughs> Just no. the idea you sort of score a goal in a little corner of the hole and they're going, huzzah! And they're all throwing <laughs> top hats in the air. Fantastic group. And the other end drinking <laughs> lager and throwing cans. Throwing on flowers <laughs> on the pitch to Jack Grealish like they're at the opera. With little opera glasses in the posh seats. Yeah, uh, that'll work. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, th- I think that will determine a lot of how Villa do next year, whether they hold on to him or not. If they do hold on to him, yeah, top six is definitely, they're going to threaten it. Without him, then it'll probably be another season of consolidating, I suppose. Yeah, but not in, I mean, exactly, they can, yeah. bu- they can build. And I think you kind of feel that. So they've got a good base now. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. have, they have. And whether Jack goes, you know, there is lots of speculation. There is lots of About rumors. City, yeah. Yes, and the City one is, it, you know, it's been brandy to me a few times over the last few months that you know it's, it's looking like it's going to happen you know if the inevitable happens you know I hope the Villa fans absolutely you know bow down to Jack and say you know thank you for what he's done because he's been brilliant he really yeah. has and you know he wants to move on he wants to win Premier Leagues we talk about the likes of Harry Kane mm. it's not about the money situation it's about winning trophies about playing in Champions League and I feel Villa you know, they've possibly got a big building progress then. It might take four or five years and yeah. it might be a little bit too late for Jack. So, listen, if he does go, I think they've got the foundation there to go and br- bring other players in and build for next season and hopefully get into Europe at some stage. Brilliant, Lee. Lovely to see you. Thank Thanks you. for joining us today. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. I'll All the best. The, the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Now... It is a lovely pub. It's in a beautiful position, isn't it? I, I think you've mentioned this on air. Didn't you mention it on... Uh, I we, did it on we Friday. Saw, we saw uh, Gareth Southgate. Uh, in uh, he's changed now he's in a sort of suit and tie for the games but before he had a sort of polo shirt on mm. and a grey suit no belt 
No belt. No belt. Tucked in, no belt. So I thought that was just a mistake. Yeah. Then I saw uh, Roberto Mancini, and I thought, well, he's a very stylish man. Perhaps it's a No th- belt. It's a thing. No belt. It's yeah. a thing. Tucked in. Last night, Luis Enrique, yeah. another stylish man. Yeah. No belt. Yeah. So I looked it up, and it is a thing. Yeah. Lee's just told us. Lee Hendry said it's yeah. a bit of a Lee's thing. Lee's a loops-only man. And he is a belt wearer. <laughs> he wasn't today because he wasn't tucked in. <laughs> but he's not a loops He was. T- but I mean, you know what he said? When I'm tucked in, I'm a belt man. Yeah. So we think this is incredibly bad news for the belt industry. <laughs> it is really. I mean, you know, if you're, if the, the worst thing that can happen, if you're the belt marketing board, do you want to sort of nip this fad in the, the bud? belt marketing board? Well, is there such a thing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, we, we were remind, reminded last night, we went to Sochi for the World Cup, mm. and Andy had said, do you know, I need to buy a belt. And then almost immediately, we happened upon the Sochi Belt Centre, didn't we? The only shop, was, the shop, the only sold all belts. they sold. I mean, it was just manna from heaven. The thing it? is, you don't buy a lot of belts in your life. <laughs> You don't. This is they such last an interesting. Long. But I hope you're enjoying the European <laughs> Championship. You don't buy a lot of belts in well, your you life, don't. Andy. You no, know. that's very true. Well, we did have. Of course, we then come on. Give us your belt-based managers. We have Paul Buckle. Yeah, we should. Yeah, let's get Luke Macari. You came up with Luke Macari. Gusset Poirier. Yeah, that's, that's it. about it. That's it. We <laughs> just we don't need more of those. Who, who cares? But uh, anyway, there we are. So a bit of belt news there. German, yeah. The Germans are in action tonight, yeah. and uh, what the, I think it was the Sun actually have been looking at some highlights from back in the day, mm. and I think this may have gone back to uh, Euro '96, um, and it was guests at Mottram Hall Hotel in Cheshire complained about the German players at the time for swimming naked after using the sauna so they'd sit naked in the sauna and go straight in the pool and what period was that this must been uh, this must been during the euros they said um over a euro 96 we could have asked you when we spoke to him yeah well i didn't know then we didn't didn't know know. i'm talking about you're about naked (laughs) swimming uh uh, yeah sauna etiquette bertie volt said in finland all you need is a glass of schnapps in your hand uh in russia you just need a hat uh, but in England, you must have your trunks. Well, he's so point, uh, he I was think. a bit put out that uh, he couldn't he couldn't <laughs> swim in the buff with the rest of the German side. So, uh, yeah, there we are. Well, that's a very interesting piece. It I is an interesting it. piece. Uh, we went past a oh, yeah. shop in Glasgow. I forgot to mm. mention it. And um, it was a, a shop um, called <laughs> Super Barrio, B-A-R-I-O. So I immediately contacted um, Ian Danta and said, we've just come across Trevor Francis's, he sells his favourite ever computer game, <laughs> Super Barrio. Barrio. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly did. Yeah. <laughs> now, the Commonwealth Games will take place here next mm. year, as we talked earlier in the show, and uh, very great excitement about that. Yeah. And we found out last night that John's cousin uh, represented Jersey in the Commonwealth Games at Squash. Yeah. So it was quite impressive. That's that, right. Yeah. What a big Claim to sporting fame. There. Brilliant. Yeah, well done. To him. And he's very excited because uh, Torquay, as Torquay fans will know, and some fans of National League football will know, have made the, it's the playoff, isn't it? Big That's playoff. Right. Yeah. Against, Ashton Gate this against weekend. Jeff Stellings Hartlepool, as yeah. they call them. Hartlepool's, as Cluffy <laughs> used to say. Yeah, yeah. That's going to be very exciting. So John's been planning his trip. He's going down there on Sunday and he's, yeah. he's going to be parking in a Sainsbury's apparently he's, for I mean, a fiver I, we do wonder if he's, he's he's gone through the well-known parking app where you often park on someone's drive and Charlie Baker is a parking on some bloke's drive near Ashton Gate and yeah. has paid for the privilege but the one that John's got is it's a Sainsbury's car park it sounds like somebody's scammed you mate they just basically take a tenner off you to park in Sainsbury's don't care if you get clamped or not it just you'll give him a tenner in cash and he'll just run off I, I imagine that's what will happen I do love John's talky prism as well when we were watching 
Spain last night, keeping the ball and doing nothing. We talked about Graham Hunters that take the ball past that wonderful documentary yeah, yeah, about yeah. Pep's Barca team. And he wasn't to do one on talking. Take the ball, lump the ball. <laughs> Sorry, Gary. Sorry, Gary. That's not that's not how you play football. I know. And uh, with your son last night, he introduced us to a very nice burger place. It was lovely. Yeah, it? very good. Yeah, yeah, just down here on the canal. And uh, <laughs> the, the burger came with smoked brisket, which is a, you know yeah. something that they do. It's quite nice. It was lovely actually. Yeah. But the owner came over and told us he was very insistent saying he said I've got great news great he came news. in he said we didn't have a smoker it got stuck in the Suez Canal so just that yeah. and, then, and then the smoker said, had been delayed we've got it it's we've got, got the smoker and I was thinking great that's good news but, uh, and but you think where does the smoker come from yeah. That it has to come through the. Don't they make them in Europe? Oh, well, Why has it got to come not, through the Suez Canal? Well, he, he was dead proud. He kept coming back saying, oh, yeah. "What's the brisket like?" It, it was, was good. It was brilliant. It couldn't. It, it was brilliant. Thank God they cleared the Suez Canal. Yeah. Anyway, and, uh, and of course we always like to do when we're on holiday. We like to do. We're not on a holiday, Andy. Yeah, I am. We're, when we <laughs> do lookalikes, and uh, who have you so, spotted? Well, John, so far is the best one. We spotted Martin Kellner in our hotel in Glasgow. I don't yeah. know if we did. You put that out on social media? I think you no. did. Oh, he's yeah. going to. And yes. the guard, John's on form. He said the guard How many runs would you have got for that? Because we play lookalike cricket, of course. If oh, it's a real, if it's a real a, a pin sharp lookalike, oh, four. It, it's six runs, four. a solid four through the covers. Yeah, was it's a it nice for shot. Martin yeah. Kellner, yeah, yeah. And he came up with the guard on the train who looked like Paul Jiggins. He did. <laughs> he did. It was, uh, was a much bigger Paul Jiggins <laughs> of the Sun. That's probably yeah, less universal, maybe. I don't <laughs> Quite know. Quite big. Then. So you're getting, well, you're getting, you're getting a couple for that, are you? Yeah, that's it. But, okay, fair <laughs> enough. We'll keep. Okay, yeah. So yeah, lookalike cricket. We'll keep doing a little bit of that over the next few days. So we head to. Um, uh, Cardiff next and we'll bring you the show mm. from Cardiff tomorrow and we look forward Gareth to that. Bale. Gareth Bale? Yeah, he's not coming on obviously he's <laughs> obviously in Baku not. but uh, we will be looking uh, another uh, Welshman are available but we will be looking at the game uh, tomorrow against Turkey big one for them uh, but you know it was a decent point the other day and uh, I, but I think Turkey are a better side than they showed against Italy but we shall see Turkey does sound a bit like Torquay so John might actually yeah. be interested in that I one think, uh, <laughs> Turkey United he calls them <laughs> I mean they wear their yellow away kit yes yeah, I mean, look, they've got a chance. I mean, every this tournament, everybody's got a chance. It's going to be fascinating. I, I look forward to a team finishing, getting through to the next session with no points. <laughs> <laughs> Beaten 5 0 in each game, yet still they qualified. It's yeah, incredible. They just got draw lots. But yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to get kicked out of this competition. So um, uh, we've discovered there's a Bale Boulevard that's been renamed. Mm. And we're very excited about going there, but we've discovered earlier on it's basically just a cardboard sign in the shopping centre. So <laughs> So it's somebody, somebody in a Cardiff, it's a bit of marketing. Cardiff shopping centre's idea of, uh, of, of marketing. Well, it worked. Uh, yeah, we were desperate good, to go and see it. But anyway, we will be uh, <laughs> looking ahead to the world. I'm tempted to reprise in the, in the final minute before we go to the break my version of Young at Heart, which morphed into Radio Gaga. Yeah. Do you, you often get that. When someone, <clears throat> Andy's, you know, he's, he's terrible. He's terrible at, at kind of holding a tune. Mm. So um, somebody was playing the old Bluebells uh, Young at Heart, because we, obviously we're up mm. in Glasgow, and I think it was, we were in the cab, and they had sort of Radio Clyde on, and they were having a bit of a <laughs> Scottish half hour ahead of, uh, yeah, the, ahead game. of the game. Yeah. And so uh, I, I'm trying to think quite how you did it. And you went... Well, I've got, do, 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 do. 
See, he's doing it now. So he's done the first couple of bars at Young at Heart, and then it's turned into Radio Gaga. I don't know how he does it. It's it's a gift. So, anyway, uh, let's bring you Alan Brazil's 62nd birthday, and uh, we're asking for some of your uh, favourite clips. This one is a a favourite, not just of Daniel Lavender, TalkSport listener, who suggested it, uh, but also... Uh, our producer John Cadigan he's big it's a great recovery uh, by Alan while he's uh, discussing something in the business news with all the building in London you know there's 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 cranes everywhere yeah. steel should be in so much demand so we're back to this cheap Chinese uh, steel the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast there we are that was uh, this morning's slash this afternoon's show and now we hit the road once again yes Uh, we head for cardiff where uh, we'll be tomorrow building up to wales versus turkey so keep enjoying the euros and we will hear from you then or we will catch up with you then you've been listening to the hawksby and jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 